0: You want to grow in your HR career. You want to advance. You want to potentially move into other areas of human resources, but you don't know where to start. That's okay. We're joined by Hannah Northup, Director of Human Resources at WFYI. She's done it all. She started with Target as an HR team leader, then she moved into a role as an HR journalist at the state of Indiana. She worked with Ascension as an HR business partner. was a human resources leader at Allison Transmissions who started her own consulting company and then became the human resource director at WFYI. And she is going to share with us how she continues to grow in her career and how you can do the same. Let's go. Well, Hannah, thanks for joining us. Appreciate
1: it. Oh, thanks for having me.
0: Do us a favor and just Kick it off with, who is Hannah? Where do you come from? What's your story? Who are going to be? Who are we going to be hearing from today? And and then we'll dive in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So again, thanks for having me this morning. Uh, Jason Thomas, it's so nice to get to chat with you guys. Um, So I am a a 15 plus career HR uh, professional. So um, you'll hear through my story how I've worked from, uh, as Jason and I were talking earlier, the ground up uh, in my career and not having that traditional HR education or background and working up into my current position today of director of HR at WFYI. And so I'm excited to share that with you and some tips and tools about self-development and why I think it's important important to not wait uh, for somebody else to develop you, but to invest in yourself and how I did that on my own. So, yeah.
0: well, we're excited to to hear from you because and Jason actually had a good analogy as he was learning your story before we hopped on here. You didn't start from second base in right. this business and you, you had to work for it and you had to build your career. And there's a lot of people in that that stage where it's like, okay, I have aspirations to get here. How do I do that? And we'd love to to hear that from you and maybe get some tips and tricks on uh, things that people can do to advance their career and be a better resource for the organization and make an impact on on the organization and the people that are around them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So I'm from, you know, right outside Indianapolis. I'm from Anderson, uh, where we are the Nestle uh, bunny exit, if you're ever on Uh, Mm I-69. So you can go to the Nestle factory, which is great. Uh, But grew up there and then uh, wanted to go to school really close. So I went to Ball State University and actually majored in fashion. Uh, So I have a degree in fashion merchandising. I was doing apparel design, then just went to merchandising because I wanted to be a buyer. It wasn't cool until Rachel from Friends did it, which was after I graduated. So there weren't that many jobs uh, to have uh, when I graduated. So I was trying to think of what I needed to do. And for um, my major, you had to have an internship in order to graduate. And I had already seen a lot of my peers going on these internships, being offered jobs, and then they were having to come back to school. And so the job offer went away. So I got really smart and strategic and waited till the very last thing to do my internship. So it was the last class that I took. And I was so thankful and grateful. I got uh, connected with Target Corporation. I went to a career fair and did my interview on site. I started with them right after, you know, a couple of weeks later during their internship program. And actually ended up staying with them for um, about seven years. So at the end of your internship, they offer you the opportunity to uh, interview for an executive position. And I did. And I got it. And two weeks later, I started as an executive with Target, which was amazing. And I was store side. So I was down in Columbus, Indiana. And then I moved to uh, Muncie, Indiana, Uh, so back uh, near school, which was helpful because my husband was finishing his master's degree at that time at Ball State. And then I got uh, connected with East Washington. But um, what I loved about Target Corporation is they build on your strengths and opportunities the entire time. So At the time I was there, every 18 months, you moved positions and I was moved based on my strengths and opportunities of myself and then what the store needed at the time. And I got into HR that way. So based on my strengths and opportunities developmentally and my leadership capabilities, I got moved into HR and stayed. So that was my second position. And after about seven years, you know, we had had a we had had our first little one. And the first day back, I ended up working a 14-hour day and thought, oh, I just don't know if this is what I want to do. And so, but I loved HR. What do I need to do to to stay in this career and stay in this field? And I had an incredibly supportive boss at the time. And I ended up making a transition out of Target Corporation um, into the state of Indiana, into the Department of Child Services through the state personnel department. So, They have centralized HR at that time, and so they moved HRs into different departments. And so I was in the Department of Child Services, which I really enjoyed, which was growing at the time as well. It was a really uh, fast-paced environment. We were onboarding every single Monday and, you know, upwards of 50 case managers every Monday, which is a lot um, to put in different, you know, counties throughout the state of Indiana. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a lot. It was great, though. So it was great developmentally, great culturally, Um, loved working downtown Indianapolis, uh, getting to go into the statehouse sometimes because we were connected there and seeing, you know, laws being passed. And at the time, my husband was working on transportation bills and was was uh, speaking in front of the legislature. And so I got to go see him speak sometimes because I was that close, um, which was really great for me. And to see him develop himself as well uh, was really impactful on his job and what he was bringing to the community. And then what my job was bringing case managers to the community was was vital for me and and fed me. It fed me and my hunger for my development. Um, but, you know, it, government is hard. If any, any, anybody or any of your listeners have ever worked in government, (laughs) it's a little slow paced. And so for me who had been fast paced and wanted to build and wanted to grow, and I had been fast paced in retail and it was an amazing environment and I got operationally sound and and thoughtful, um, back in retail, Mm -hmm. I wanted more. I was hungry for more. I had figured out kind of a small schedule, you know, being a mom and a, and a working parent, And, uh, so I was, I was hungry for more and that took me to my next opportunity, which was HR business partner for the Ministry Service Center, which is a subsidiary of the Ascension uh, family. So they have now centralized services, but at the time, it was the centralized service for all of HR, record to report, uh, supply chain, and payroll for all those that we were onboarding under the Ascension umbrella. So all those hospitals, Mm -hmm. all those other subsidiaries, we were onboarding them onto our platform. And and I came in around the 300-person mark, and within three years, we grew to over 1,000 and so that was really rapid growth it was huge yeah it was it was really rapid growth and it was an opportunity for you to learn how to build something so we built everything from the ground up all leadership development we built all policies and procedures we built you know every workflow that we could come up with we were training people in six sigma so you were getting yellow belt certified all the way to black belt and you were getting change management certified through the ge change management which i went and did and it was amazing um there are lots of opportunities to grow. The thing that I loved about that is that I had an incredible CHRO that I um, rolled up into, and she said, What do you want to do for your development? She left that door wide open. And so I was looking at my career going, What is it that I need to move forward? I want to do your job. What is it that I need? And so looking at all those opportunities and all the projects we wanted to take, what did I not have? And one of those things was compensation. And so I asked, Can I manage compensation for this? you know, thousand person organization alongside the controller and alongside you. And so I got it as a project. I built matrix, um, performance matrix. I built bonus structure matrix. I was able to manage, you know, the compensation and performance structure for the entire organization. It was a huge lift, but a really rewarding stretch (laughs) that fulfilled me in different ways and gave me different skills. So that was really exciting. Um, And it was like that the whole time. It was, what do you want? What are you hungry for? What do you need? And she left that door open, which I thought was so impactful for me as an employee and for our team as well. You know, what do we want to learn how to do? And knowing that some of us had skills that others didn't, so how can we also collaborate and work effectively together? But um, after about three years, they decided Ascension was doing some centralization processing. And so they ended up making more of the HR centralized. They had outsourced their recruiting by then, outsourced their lead management by then. So it, it um, we lost two full departments, which were my clients. And then, uh, you know, HR was tightening up quite a bit. And so I had an opportunity to either stay or go. Um, and again, based on my career and what I wanted to do going forward, I kept looking, all right, what industries have I been in? So now I've been in retail, I've done government, I've done this hyper growth, shared services, healthcare, craziness, which is really exciting. But if I want to get to that VP level, that CHRO level, what is it that I need? And as I was looking at roles, um, Allison Transmission actually came into the fold. And so that was manufacturing. And I thought, I grew up in manufacturing. My dad is a, you know, retired from GM after 35 years. And that was language I understood, you know, the sights and sounds of a workshop and and all the cool things about it and, and cars and assembly lines and all of that. I It was a, a personal love life of mine. And so I thought, well, this is great. I could understand labor. I can understand all the different things of Allison. And so I went into Allison, open eyes, open excitement. We were transitioning from a really old DOS program uh, for HR, which is you know the kind where you had to hit like F14 and it looked like a pencil and you hoped in 24 hours no. that it was gonna change, but you weren't really sure. <laughs> but switching from that to a huge change over to cloud-based Workday. So trying to get a global organization from this really old program over to Workday was a task in and of itself and just getting the data over. So an implementation was huge. And I walked in right, you know, when they were just first starting it. And so helping them through that. And, um, again, we were building the handbook again and, and looking at some different things. What can we do for our different uh, clients within the organization? And I had, I had some different areas. I had facilities and I had a couple of different things and, Again, I, I had a love for it personally because I could go out on the assembly line floor and smell the oil, smell the tools, smell all those different things, which were my childhood as my father was a toolmaker. And so it was it was really great for me personally and the global recognition of Allison Transmission right across from the Speedway. I mean, anybody who's anybody, especially in Indiana, knows who Allison is, which is great in getting those great um, connections there. And I was under Marion Hoffman at the time, who was a great VP of HR. But again, let's talk about manufacturing. It was it's a slow-paced environment a little bit. It's not like government exactly, but there's a lot of things you have to go through because you're, you know, you've got government contracts, you've got, you know, proprietary information, you've got all these different things and so it's not as yeah. easy to shift in manufacturing as well. And while I loved the opportunity, I got hungry again. <laughs> so I was there for a short, short amount of time, you know, they went to work day. it was great. And then, um, you know, I left and there was a there was a opportunity lined up in a startup. And so I had left to, to go take that. Um, unfortunately, the startup ended up not fully starting up. And so I was kind of left without a job. Um, and Charm conference for HR Indiana, SHRM conference was coming up. And so I went there and saw some friends and uh, Andrea Butcher, who you've had on one of your uh, chats, uh, who's great. Uh, she saw me and she'd been a, a great friend and peer and mentor when I was at Ascension um, said, I can see it's on your face. What's wrong? And so I was at a at a crossroads where I said, "What do I do? Do I go back into corporate? Do I stay home for a little bit? What do I need to do?" Because at that point I had, had two children and, and just trying to figure out what what do I want to do? What do I want to be? What how do I want to go? And, and she said, "Well, have you ever thought about consulting?" And she because she had just taken over as CEO at HRD Advisors, and so um I I loved that idea and Things were just happening at the same time that led me to consulting and led me to opening my own business. And so I went home and told my husband, Hey, I'm going to open my own business. I'm going to open Northup HR uh, corporation and, and love it and live it and help more than one company do, do it for everybody, do, do it for more, do HR for more than one. And that was great. And he said, well, funny, you should say that because I ran into a friend of ours that they were clients for, and uh, she runs an entrepreneurship class through the Indie Chamber. And I she's like, you should come and take this class. It's really great. You'll build your business plan and you can you know, there's a pitch competition, all the things it's tied to, you know, um, I IPY. is really great. And so I did it. Uh, it was like a six or seven week course. It was really great uh, through uh, Source River West through again, uh, the Indy Chamber. I did the pitch competition at the end, I won the pitch competition, <laughs> I started having clients at that point. And so it all just ended up aligning really great. And that for me, that season of life was really perfect. It was really kismet. So because I had two little ones at home trying to figure out it gave me some flexibility, gave me the things that I needed. And then, um, you know, five years later, I had WFYI as a client of mine, and I was helping them out with some different things. And I uh, ended up being their interim HR director for a while. And uh there was an opportunity to continue on with them in a more permanent position and um you know i i applied just like everybody else on bias hiring we hired a third party to do it and went through the interview process and talked to everybody and and came up with a plan and I just celebrated a year in July with them, and I'm absolutely loving it. So WFY is our public affiliate here in Indianapolis, and um, you know we are tied to uh, NPR and PBS and all the really great programs that WFI has to offer in building and the communities that we serve, and uh, doing a lot of great out here in Indiana. So really pleased and thankful to be there. Um, but again, you'll like like you and Jason both said, I didn't start from. You know, second place, I started from really the ground and not even having an HR background. And while my girlfriends and my friends are all, you know, a lot of them are all officially HR background and certified and all those different things, I am not. So I really had to rely on those experiences to build my skills and to figure out where I wanted to be today and how I got there today. And that's what I coach and mentor a lot of, especially young HRs on right now. Is how do you get there? What do you want to do, and, and how are we going to get there? And what do you need to do to self-develop? Because I didn't wait on anybody to do this for me. I did it for myself, and I figured out what I needed for myself um, while utilizing peers and, and you know some mentors along the way. But you know, building my own growth plan was really important.
0: And well, you know, I love your story for a lot of reasons, Anna. But. What stuck out to me is every single time you moved into a new role or new organization, you were always having the opportunity to build something and create something. Yeah, And you weren't with small companies, Target, Ascension, Allison, and you were focused on handbooks and technology. The same thing that all size businesses are. Absolutely. It doesn't
1: change. No matter your size, it doesn't change. You're still, you still need to do the administrative day to day. There's still that stuff that builds the foundation for what you can do as an organization going forward. So yeah, everywhere. Gotta love a handbook, right?
2: (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Hannah, can you kind of speak to, and this is what stood out to me and that I love this because a lot of people, a lot of people focus on growing vertically instead of horizontally. Yeah, and you were stretching yourself horizontally to make sure you learn the skills necessary before you decide to grow vertically. Can you kind of speak to how important that was for you in your career and kind of got you to where you are now? Because I think that's something that people really they miss on that, and they miss that when they want to grow. They they miss the vertical growing part. Can you speak to that a little bit?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question too. Thanks for asking. So one of the things before you decide you want to grow vertically, right? You need to um, decide. Are you effectively meeting the expectations of your current job? And if you're not, what is it going to take for you to get there? Or what is it going to take for you to get to that level two of that current job? So you'll see, you know, in an HR hierarchy, you may have generalist one, generalist two, generalist three, or, you know, any of your specialist roles, that sort of thing. So I have this really great exercise Mm -hmm. that I love to do. And it's all about job descriptions. So that's why job descriptions are so important that we put out there, um, or at least kind of a job synopsis. So whenever I am mentoring, and this is what I did in my own career as well, I have them pull the job description that they want. What is the role that you want? plus the role that you have. And then we get out three different highlighters. We get out a red, a yellow, and a green highlighter. And I have you just take a few minutes and you're going to do this with your current role. And then you're going to do this with the role that you're, you would like to go to. And I still do this to this day is I take the green highlighter and you start highlighting all the things that you could give a Ted talk on. You could, you could do whatever you want. You could lead classes. You could, you know, champion this, Performance expectation, this competency, whatever it may be. If it's the Sherm-Basque, like you've got that in spades, that's green. Those are all the things you do really well right now, and you are the subject matter expert. The yellow are the things that you could speak on. You're not maybe necessarily the subject matter expert, but you've got some experience in it. You'd like to grow more. And the red are the things you have absolutely no idea what you're doing. (laughs) The red you couldn't speak to. If you were put in a room, oh goodness gracious, keep your fingers crossed. Let's hope you can work your way through this conversation uh, or just admit you don't know. know. So, you know, and I do that for the current position you're in again and the position that you want to go to. So before you can even go into that next position, you have to be meeting the expectations of your current role. And if you're not, then while this other role is lovely and wonderful that we want to get to, let's figure out how we're going to ace the role that we're in right now. And not saying that the whole thing has to be green, but there needs to be a lot probably less red on it or things that you can grow developmentally. And so that's Mm. how we kind of build your growth plan. That's how I've built my growth plan and how I figured out, do I stay HR generalist? Do I stay HR business partner? Can I move up into director? And now I'm looking at, all right, what is the next challenge for me as I continue to ebb and flow through this to be a VP or a CHRO one day of any size organization. So that is a great exercise that I have taken with me from the beginnings of my target days all the way through to today and really being open and humble and gracious in myself about where my strengths and developmental opportunities are, what I can awaken inside me as far as leadership or competency-based, whatever you may see, excuse me, and then What are the things that I I need to not focus on? Maybe I'm focused too much on. I've I've got that down. That's not not a problem. Let's start focusing on the things that I need to have as my opportunities or what's going to get me to the next level. So that's kind of where I take that approach, Jason, um, as far as how I've grown my career over time. And that exercise in particular has been incredibly impactful. And I take that exercise with me to any coach that I've hired or my peers, my tribe, um, and say, listen, I've got, I've got this as my development opportunity. This is my vision. This is what I want to do. Can you help me just brain dump or think about things that I can do to work on this or what it, and because also we're all budget constrained, right? Yeah. Like no one has a million dollars to develop themselves. So what, what is free? What can I do at low cost? Um, or what can I get from my, you know, my community of HR or, you know, anything that I'm going to, where, where can I enhance those skills?
0: That is great. I love that. Cause yeah, as I'm thinking about it, you could be, you could be a generalist now, but maybe compensation and benefits is very interesting to you. But if you wait until that opportunity is open and you haven't prepared yourself for that moment, then you're going to miss it. Right? So don't, don't wait for someone to tap you on the shoulder, figure out where are you now? Where do you want to be? And then develop. Yeah, and
1: you don't have to grow either. I mean, if you want to be, if this is what you want to do, you want to be a generalist forever. That's amazing. You can be a strong yeah. contributor or a subject matter expert generalist, but let's get you green in all of those areas now, or let's find out, is there something that even in that general area you are still the subject matter expert. Maybe you are employee relations yeah. or investigations, and that is kind of your bread and butter. Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. can also do all these other things. Let's figure out where maybe your niche is, or you could help develop others. And so it's totally fine if you don't want to grow up. You can grow across, and I think that's I think that's yep. a beautiful thing yep. in and of itself as well. Because we need those people that aren't trying to get to that next level. We need those constants, um, you know, that skills based knowledge, that technical knowledge. We need those roles as well in organizations. Hundred percent.
0: And Hannah, I'm curious. I'm sure you've worked with some folks in the past where they weren't really sure where they wanted to go. So, how do you help them figure that out?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So, I I have one of those on my staff right now. So, I have an intern who we converted. I'm so happy uh, that we were able to convert that person into my coordinator. And and she said just that awesome. the other day. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what my yep. options yep. are. And so the conversation is different. it's not it's maybe not that red, yellow green conversation. it's all right, here's an educational moment about what are all the positions in HR. <laughs> what are you doing now in your role and where could this lead to depending on what your interests are? And so then because they don't know exactly what what they want their interest to, I'm giving them a wide range of projects. So I'm giving them one that is more employee experience that also ties into recruiting and offboarding and onboarding. And then they're gonna have, you know, one where it's an implementation project because we're actually as an organization, we're gonna implement a new HRS system this fall. And so they're going to get to touch that. And then they're getting to touch some other areas of HR. So by the time we have hit, I don't know, six months in a role, they may have a better idea. And if they don't, okay, what does that look like now? It's just, it's a living, breathing conversation. And I think Mm -hmm. that's why that status time with your staff is so important or that, that one hour mentor time or whatever you're taking out to fully focus on you or or the person that that is reporting to you, you have to turn everything else off. Put your do not disturb on your teams, put your phone down, put it in a drawer, you know, put a notification, you know, don't disturb, really focus and listen on them because they need that growth. And this is a good opportunity for you too, to show your skills and abilities and how you can develop and mentor others. And so you know, give them opportunities in different areas, and they don't have to be large projects. They can be small, little things, but give them a glimpse into all the things HR. And then they can, as you continue to grow them, you can figure out what, what does your next level look like? Because one of the things we don't talk enough about in HR is yes, we talk about turnover numbers and we talk about termination and reasons for leaving. We don't talk about gross turnover. There is no number for that on anybody's turnover reports right now. And if anybody's doing, I'd love to hear from them, but nobody's talking Mm -hmm. about, we developed this person so much and had nowhere for them to go. So we grew them out and into the next role. That's amazing, yeah. too, and we should be talking about, we should be bragging yes. about that, just like our interns, everything else. We need to talk about a growth number as well because we invested in them. We developed them and made them into that next level leader, which is just, again, impactful as an organization. So that's, think that's of what that
2: would different. do for your culture and what that would do for you telling that to an incoming uh, prospect you want to hire. Tell them those numbers. That would be powerful. Absolutely. Like I, that's a really good yeah. point, Hannah. That really is. That's true because, yeah, everyone
0: always talks about internal promotions, like as a stat on your, your careers page or whatever, which is amazing. But if you could have both of them, we did yeah X amount of internal pr- promotions last year. We did Y amount of external promotions. Like That's amazing. I
1: love it's that. It's huge. And if you're a nonprofit like we are and you're maybe getting donor dollars for yeah. um, your internship program or people are helping fund your program, you need to have yeah. those numbers ready. You need to be able to share Hey, this is how many we turned or converted into employees or even part-time employees, or, you know, they left us and then they got this really great role somewhere else, you know, keep in touch with them because they are your experience stories. They're your testimonials. They are your, they are your, you know, lifeline to, you know, what you did, stop, start and continue in your internship program, or even just your positions in general. And so we need to be talking about those numbers as well, but, but truly, you know, and if you say you're investing in your people, invest in your people. And that is that go. is huge. Yeah. That return, that ROI is exponential uh, because, you know, the the great saying is, you know, people leave bad managers, not bad companies. That is the absolute truth. And so if you really put in that investment to develop your staff, yeah. while well, also challenging them to develop themselves because you can't do it all for them. You need to take ownership of that as well on yourself. I mean, the the ROI is exponential.
2: I liked your process when you said you sat down, I think you said your newest uh, co-worker or employee, and you explained to him or her every role that's available. I love that, Hannah, because six or seven years ago, before I got into this role, I had no idea what a benefits broker was. I didn't know that even existed. No one even. You know, I had to kind of go through life and figure out, hey, I want to do that one day. So if someone told me this role existed you know, 10 years ago, I could have stopped wasting time doing other things. And got here soon. So I love that you sat down with a young person and said, hey, here's what's out there. Because we all know at that age, we have no idea. We know some main job descriptions and roles, but we don't know all the details of every role that could be possible for us. Right. So I love that part of your process. I think that's really powerful.
1: Yeah, thanks. I I love it, too. And it's it's so impactful. And even you know, I've got another person on my staff who's a generalist and we are finding out through those conversations that they want to gear towards recruiting now. And so, and they want to do it from a global perspective and, and all right, what are some options there? What are all the job opportunities there as well? And that's, that's just as important as the skills that you're developing and, you know, the red, yellow, green activity, that sort of thing. How can you create a growth plan if you don't even know what the growth opportunities are? So, and I didn't know either. I mean, I just, happened stanced into HR generalist and then figured out, Oh, the next step is business partner. Oh, the next step is manager or director. Oh, the next step would be VP CHRO, CHRO. And so, you know, having to do all of that on your own is one thing, but having somebody there to help and aid you or guide you in any way is, is incredible and, and helpful. And so that's, that's my ultimate goal. I know I will not always have the right, the same team. And, At some point, too, in your even your own career, you have to find out and decide, is this where I'm supposed to be now? Or have I done everything that I can do here? Is it time for me to move on and bring in somebody new? So you have to you have to take a good look at that as well. It's not just about your growth, but about what the organization needs as well.
0: And Hannah, I'm curious as I'm listening to you, it's obviously challenging as you're trying to grow your career. If you don't have someone that's there to mentor you and help you along, hold your hand do the things that you're doing for folks, that can be challenging. So what if you don't have that support? Where do you go from from there? Obviously, there's some action needed uh, individually, but you need some support, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think about, you know, what, what are those people? And clearly I'm an extrovert. I don't know if you can tell, uh, but you know, what if you've got <laughs> no. an introvert and someone who's very shy? I know, right, Tom? Uh, what if you've got someone that's really shy and is nervous about talking to somebody? Well, listen, you can write an email. All it takes is an email or a LinkedIn yeah. message or, uh, it's, you know, Uh, Instagram chat or anything. And there are so many people out there that want to help. You know, I think about Jason Barnaby, who, you know, does tribe work and uncomfortable with the uncomfortable. He wrote that, or I just went to a session at HR Indiana and he had us take out a note card and write, you know, things that, that our brains are telling ourselves and they're, they're not positive. They're not, they're not great. There are maybe things that we are putting on ourselves too much or things that we think, you know, you're not good enough or you'll never make it to this role, and and he, they were anonymous, but he openly said, you don't have to come up to me today, but here's my information. Call me like, or write me an email, whatever you're comfortable with. And so many people do that. Everyone that you've had on your podcasts here has been, ha- has opened that door. The th- The thing about finding those people is even if you're introverted, at some point, you're going to have to walk through that door because Nobody's going to do it for you. I'm not going to come out the other side and pull your hand across. You have yeah. to take ownership of your career. You have to take ownership of your growth. You have to take ownership of your own development and opportunities. And so, whether you join and hear locally, you know, Indie Sherm or National Sherm or, you know, your local affiliate or any other kind of groups, you know, there are so many places that you can go and just learn. You can just join a webinar and take down names of those participants. Maybe somebody says something profound or asks a profound question. Maybe you ping them later. You find them on LinkedIn, you connect, and then you ping them later and said, hey, I really appreciate what you said in that. I was thinking the same thing. I just get really nervous about saying it. You know, be, um, be graceful, be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And you have to at some point, you know, pull up your socks and get going. And, and you have to own that for yourself because... I, I want to say that someone's always going to be there to help you, but that's not the case. And for me, I I had to pull myself forward because there wasn't anybody over here saying, "Oh, this is what you should do next." It, it was me deciding that that's what I wanted for myself, and what did I need to do to get there? And so finding the right groups, finding the right people, and you know, even the people that you work with are going to be great advocates and allies for you, and and maybe help you figure that out too, or connect you with the right person. Always ask your boss for a mentor. Outside of HR, if you're in HR, I fully believe in mentors that aren't in HR, uh, because they're going to (laughs) help grow you and stretch you in different ways. Um, Yeah, just, you know, use your tribe around you use the community around you. Search from some different things. You know, if you go back to school, you'll find people in different degrees and majors, and maybe you reach out to them. And ask, you know, who are you connecting with or connect with them? It's all about who you know. Maybe they've got some great connections themselves for new jobs or or development opportunities. So it's, it's not to say you have to go out there and, you know, stand in front of, you know, a crowd and say, hey, somebody come be my friend or somebody come mentor me or help me with my career. You have people around you oh. right now that can help you with that. Even if you work remote mm-hmm. fully, even if you work in person, you know, whatever you may, whatever your working style might be, there are people yeah. out there that are hungry and waiting for you to ask. And so just ask and. You know, Thomas, you'll have my information. Jason, you guys can put it up there too. I am happy to yep. be that person for you as well. My door is always open, and so um, or my phone is always on. I'm happy to do that and champion for others. Uh, but I will push you and say, "What are you doing for yourself?" And so be ready for that question when you when you give me a call.
0: Love that. We appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, and if you could, before we let you go, you've probably already covered it, but just as a way to wrap things up, give us just one or two things that you think people should do next.
1: Yeah. So it's all about owning your personal development. Again, like I said, nobody's going to own it for you. You have to own it for yourself. You can ask for your boss for opportunities, but really it's all on you. So a few things that you can do are, you know, create a growth plan for yourself. So whether that's doing a yellow, green exercise or you know, asking for more feedback, getting a mentor, whatever that looks like, create a growth plan for yourself and ask for feedback all the time. So I cannot uh, emphasize that enough. Ask for feedback after meetings where you've presented, find a feedback partner in the organization that's in those meetings or in that meeting at that time, say, hey, could you be my feedback partner at the end of it and tell me how I did? Um, you know, get somebody outside your department to ask for a feedback partner, ask for feedback all the time. And lastly, keep learning. So just utilize what we've got out here for free, what we've got on YouTube, TikTok, uh, Instagram, uh, webinars, Sherm, everything, your local community. Keep learning and, and growing because you don't want to get stagnant. Even if you stay in the same role forever, there are still things that you could learn and teach others. So be that person for other people and do that for yourself. And that is going to, these, these couple of things are really going to take you far. So, yeah. That That's my advice for anyone in any uh, time of their career span.
0: Well said. I love it. And we, we do this for no other reason than to, to make a positive impact, educate, give people a resource that they can turn to. And you've helped us do that. So we we thank you so much.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me again. Thank it was so great much, talking Hannah. to you all. Thanks so much.
0: Hannah, thank you so much. Like all the guests we've had, we consider everyone such good friends of ours and we're honored to do this with you. And what you've done for us is incredible. For the listeners out there, take what Hannah has to say, reach out to her if you need help, but figure out where you are and where you wanna go and put the plan in place and execute, make it happen. I promise you wherever you wanna get to is possible but you need a plan. We'll see you next week.